This is Zombie Chickens Podcast, where two heads are better than one, even if they're undead. My name is Megan. And my name is Marnay. And in this episode, we are discussing the dark tunnel of childhood fears. Yeah. And how they start. And how they start. And how they progress over time <laughs> or fade over time or just progressively get worse or progressively get worse um, depending from person to person and your therapist and your therapist <laughs> yes <laughs> okay so what i found out is that it's normal for kids to be afraid at times and it helps them to be cautious parents can help kids to feel safe and learn to feel at ease what kids feel afraid of changes as they grow. Some fears are common and normal at certain ages. So between the ages of 8 and 9 months old, infants tend to feel stranger anxiety as they do not recognize any new faces. Especially, you know, the ones in the general, I want to say, parents' field of friends or that. Yeah. That's why when they hand over a baby or person takes a baby the child cries that child starts crying yeah so it's not about your ugly face it's just they don't know <laughs> they, you just, they just don't know your ugly face <laughs> yes uh, i had that actually once with a child where someone gave me the child to hold and the child started crying and i just instantly gave it back you know so weird i've never a child never cried oh i've stopped the child crying by giving it a look I, rem- I remember like, it. Bitch, shut up. <laughs> it was in the supermarket and this child was crying. I don't know about what, but just, you know, those tearless cries. Oh, yeah. There's like the, the uh-huh. start like, of a tra- tantrum cry. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I just gave the child a look and he literally stopped crying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But in any case, so with toddlers between the ages of 10 months to 2 years, they fear being apart from a parent. This is separation anxiety. So that's normally when you start dropping them off at crash. Yeah. Where they where they have separation anxiety or dropping them off at the grandparents' house or babysitter, whichever you want to say. Yeah. Um, but kids between the ages of four to six can imagine and pretend, but they can't always tell the difference between what is real and what isn't real. They also fear that they might that there might be anything under the bed or in the closet. So all the kids from the ages of seven and over don't fear monsters under the bed anymore because they know they're not real. At this age, some kids begin to fear things that could happen in real life. This is when they first start to fear about natural disasters or schoolwork, great or not fitting in with friends. And then we have the preteens and teens, which may have social fears. They might feel anxious about how they look or whether they will fit in. So a bit on the darker side, there's this YouTube video that I watched, Seven Ways Childhood Trauma Follows You Into Adulthood, which is either physical, sexual, or verbal abuse, or being or witnessing any of those abuses. So at number one, we have, you don't remember your younger years, years that seem like a blur, and you cannot recall certain memories or specific ones. This is related to flashbulb memories. You remember vivid moments, but not the full event. At number two... You find yourself in toxic relationships. For instance, the movie Perks of Being a Wallflower, where they have a quote, we all accept the love we think we deserve. 
So when growing up in a family devoid of affection or love, you will find the concept of a healthy relationship as non-existent. And you tend to avoid forming attachments or trust others. At number three, you feel like you do not deserve love at all. When you experience abuse in childhood, you tend to avoid love because you feel like you can't be loved back by others. This is anxious preoccupied attachment. When the person wants to establish intimate relationships but fears rejections. At number four, you develop passive aggressiveness. When you grow up with a household with a lot of anger and when at a young age you feel like your emotional needs were not important so you tend to bury or suppress them. So by adulthood you tend to show a passive aggressive behavior because straightforward communication was avoided. And at number five we have negative self-talk which is amplified. Victims always feel that they are never good enough and is not something that you can snap out of or get over with. And at number six, you ride an emotional roller coaster. You either feel too much or too little. Trauma can cause disruption in your emotional well-being. Signs may include difficulty making decisions, impulsive behavior, and random outbursts of anger. That's me like in all of this. <laughs> you don't know who you are. Identity is difficult and you cannot seem to find an idea on who you are. So that's just seven ways of childhood trauma can follow you into adulthood. Fun times. But um, you are going to start us off with your childhood fears. Yes. My first one is, which is a really common one, I think, amongst young children. Uh, weirdly enough, I was actually thinking about this the other day. That so many childhood fears are universal. Yes. Like the dark. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. It doesn't matter what language you speak you or are, what culture you are. You are afraid of the thing underneath the bed. You are afraid of the dark. You're you are afraid, afraid of, of the thing in the cupboard. You are afraid of creepy crawlies, certain creepy crawlies, yeah. I have to say. So you have the same fears. It's quite funny, isn't it? It's 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 almost like there's a general thread among kids. And I think I don't know if that's like you basically developing your survival instinct. Well, they did say that it's um, you being more cautious, kids being to learn to be more cautious. Yeah. I have to think back on the shit I did as a child. I would never do it as an adult. I've always been a very cautious person. Doesn't I was a cautious child as well. I want to say I was, but I also wasn't at the same time. I think that's why I didn't have that many injuries. It's because I was such a cautious child. Mm. I was very, uh, like, alone and like to play in my room mm. and, like, imagine different things. I, I was never, like, go jump off this roof because it sounds like fun, you know? Okay, I didn't do shit like that, uh, but... My, my brother and his friend did shit like that. <laughs> they really thought they were daredevils. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Anyway, um... But no, my I was just, I think I was just a scared child. Anyway. But yeah, the first one is jumping from the bed because you're afraid of something underneath the bed. So I would literally jump meters away. <laughs> if I could even jump that far. Meters away trying to avoid... Do a long jump. Yeah, trying to avoid the bottom of the bed and the... Most ridiculous thing was that my bed was so low off the ground. It was probably like a few centimeters. You could nothing could crawl underneath that bed except 
like little animals and I wasn't afraid of the little animals underneath the bed. I was afraid of that hand coming out to grab my leg. So they will just be this disembodied hand. <laughs> yeah, because as a child, I could barely squeeze my hand in there and I wasn't a child. So imagine like no adult could fit there or, or some creature could fit their arm underneath there. But anyway, I was still so fucking afraid. I would jump from my, I would stand in the middle of the bed and I would jump. I wouldn't even stand close to the edge because I hated being close to the edge of the bed. I would stand in the middle of the bed, jump all the way to my door and then go out. And if I wanted to get on the bed again, I would stand. And I, w- I was at least like, I was so far away from the bed. You could see like completely underneath the bed. Like mm. I was so far away. And then I had to make such a huge fucking jump that... Nine out of ten times, I could almost... I was very close to falling off the bed. But anyway, because I was... <laughs> jumped really far away. And then jumped onto the bed. And that's how I got on my bed every single but day. But that's a very common fear yeah. in kids. A very common fear, definitely. But <laughs> fuck, I was just ridiculous, though. <laughs> I did it for years, jumping off the bed and then jumping on the bed. <laughs> And I, sometimes I, I would forget and then I'll be sitting on the edge of the bed. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I'll lift my legs. <laughs> so I forgot that I'm afraid of it. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, yeah, you need to be afraid of this. Lift your legs. <laughs> I think I'm more mortified of someone touching my feet than grabbing my ankles. Yeah, you. but you don't like feet, so. Mm. Yeah, I, I can't recall that I was ever afraid of something underneath the bed. I must have been, but... I personally can't, can't remember. remember. I just remember, I think one time I told you, my brother once um, crept underneath my bed or crawled underneath my bed and he grabbed my ankle. I would have fucking died right there. I would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I can remember, really. But now, I'm, now, see, it's weird that you don't really have that fear considering that happened to you. Uh. Where I, nothing like that ever happened to me, it's but I have that, that fear. Started. I still sometimes get freaked out, especially because some of the like beds we have in our house is a bit off the ground. I'll think to myself, "Ooh, is something gonna grab my leg now?" But I'm I won't lift my legs and I mm. won't like jump off the beds now. But that that weird little tiny thought will always be uh, in my mind. I understand? Like, yeah, I understand. No, it's completely understandable. But it is also, I think, partly my paranoia. I, definitely. I, I think we can have an entire episode of just my paranoia. <laughs> I think it's <a> <laughs> It needs to be a series. <laughs> Fuck. Megan's <laughs> par- paranoia. Yeah, we can we can make a podcast, Megan's paranoia. Oh, it's going to be funny. <laughs> Not funny, just, just interesting. Very interesting, yeah. It is funny, though, <laughs> to think about it. You can say it's funny. You know me well enough. I'll give you permission. <laughs> well, I can do. I can say that, you know, imaginary monsters start at the age of three. And that's because when the um, imagination starts to develop and it, they can't switch it off. So yeah. they, they sort of, you know, see the monster underneath the bed, see the monster in the closet. It's, it's actually quite interesting. Yeah, it, it is a very interesting psychological thing to mm. actually study. Hmm. It is, definitely. But um, the dark is also very common. And typical for most children, 
This starts in toddlerhood and some kids are more affected by the fear of the dark than others, especially those with an anxious personality. But it's also the, the dark also cor- correlates with, you know, the imagination where they see something, you know, in the corner yeah. of the room or imagine they see something in the corner of the room. But that's strange. I think that might be why I was an a very anxious child. I'm still a very anxious person. So it might be while I'm still not afraid of the dark. I'm just, I, it, don't it makes like it. me really uncomfortable. Mm. It's not that I don't like it. It's just makes me uncomfortable if i can avoid it i will avoid it yeah i think that it also correlates with the idea if you don't know what's in the dark yeah 100 percent. it's definitely that um especially because my brother knew i was afraid of the dark and he made he would stand in the corner of my room and scare me <laughs> which is i'm laughing because i'm thinking of the times me and my brother would scare each other and, yeah and half the time would be so scared you know so scared that you know at every single corner we would each of us would just sort of look because we would expect each other. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is I I always have that inkling of I'm expecting something. So when I actually find something, it fucking breaks me. <laughs> because I'm I'm my paranoid mind always sees things. Mm. And when I actually see something that is realistic and real and I can touch it, that it just freaks me the mm. fuck out. Mm. Because it's sort of in my mind i'm justifying my fear of my paranoia by someone standing actually being there Mm. so i'm like oh shit this is real and yeah or if you're like me that just can't see shit so you're just not bothered if i can't see it it's not there (laughs) no i can't dude (laughs) what's though (laughs) no to this am basically so one of my next ones, let's go with that one. So I was also obviously afraid of the dark, but seeing something in the dark. Mm. And to this day, I cannot enter a big room without putting the light on first. Those fucking people that's strolling into the middle of the room while it's pitch fucking black, you can barely see your hand in front of you. No. What the fuck is wrong with you? No. What in what world are you living in? Like are you referring to me now? Yeah, you, not just you. But anyone that does it, I know you do it, but anyone that does it, I'm like, why? Why do you why? Again, if I can't see it, it's not there. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. If my mind tells me it's there, it's there. It's not there. If I can't see it, it's not there. No, that's not how I have to say I've I've scared myself shitless. <laughs> with my cat dude I've said this before I can't remember which podcast it was uh, when I wanted to shower and when I got out of the shower all I saw was these two disembodied eyes <laughs> I remember god that was scary <laughs> no I actually this morning my brother scared me um, I was walking down the stairs my brother grabbed my foot from uh, oh my word i screamed so loud and it was like fucking before eight o'clock in the morning i was like the neighbors dude what the fuck i screamed like a little bitch i did (laughs) 
And I knew they were downstairs. I heard their voices. But yeah, but still, you didn't expect them to grab you. Yeah, I did. Yeah, fuck. I, I really screamed. <laughs> I didn't think I could scream that loud. Anyway. But that's a scary thing, though. I mean, it is unexpected. It was really unexpected. Well, so I had to talk to my dad as well because I obviously can't remember what I was afraid of. Also very common um, one is, and I spoke about this before as well, is the fear of dogs. And it's a common fear among children. Most cases it's passed down from parent to child. It can also be a form of a bad experience. And then children then tend to generalize this fear to all dogs. So what happened with me was I was bitten in the face by a dog. So from then on, my dad said I had this fear of dogs and I would cry hysterically every single time I saw a dog. Yeah, and the thing is, it's understandable because your... It was the experience. Was, yeah, and your injury was so severe. Like, my... No, not that severe. I mean, I have to think about other people that was also bitten in the face. Yeah. We had way worse scars than me. Yeah, so I had it no, very lightly. No, you didn't have it lightly. They just did a really good job <laughs> fixing it. You might not have scars now, mm. but it but was also still years, a very... years of very religiously <clears throat> using tissue oil. Yeah. But it, it was a very severe injury. If they mm. couldn't fix it that the way they did and your mom didn't religiously put um, tissue sure. oil on, you wouldn't have, you would have more signs of it, I would say. Mm, that ugly, you know, that ugly puckering mm. you get sometimes with but, scars. Yeah, and so I have a bit of a fear of dogs, but I don't think mine is that bad because I ne- I've never had like a severe injury. I've been bitten by them, but it was mm. never that... It was just a few scratches. Mm. It's never been that bad where I had to go to hospital. Mm. The The thing for me was... Um, I, can, I can't remember this being that scared of dogs. I can't remember yeah. that. My dad had to tell me. Like, every single time we were at someone's house or wherever we were with a dog, I would start crying. Like I said, I can't remember this. To this day, I'm fine with jo- dogs. I'm just not fine with very big dogs because yeah. the one that bit me was a big dog as well. I'm not really cool with dogs jumping on me. Mm. Um, again, it's fine if it's a small dog and I don't allow dogs anywhere near my face. Yeah. The only thing that's close to my face is my cat, Charlie. She's the only <laughs> one that's allowed close to my face and that's it. Yeah, it's um, something like that can definitely leave more. Yours is obviously a bit more psychological scars than it was physical scars mm, mm, no definitely because yeah. th- i don't have scarring left anymore and people don't believe me if i tell if, if i ever tell them you know how was, bad you were bitten, i was yeah. bitten by a dog but not just that the funny thing is both my parents were bitten by dogs as well yeah which is so odd to think it's, about it's it's yeah. odd it's so weird not even any of my other siblings it's just me and both of my parents yeah, i've been bitten by dogs it's such an odd thing though Yes, because I was raised being cautious of, of dogs, dogs mm. but again, the dog that bit me, I grew up with him, so I yeah. rode on his back like it was a horse. Yeah. And we shared meals together. The thing is, there's so many stories of that actually happening, like, And there's suddenly horrible stories about people being bitten. I mean, it's got bitten in the face. The girl that used to work with me, she was bitten in her face as well about a year ago. And it left quite a lot of teeth marks on her face. Like she has um, just underneath her left eye, if I remember correctly. It's either left or the right eye. And a couple of marks by her nose as well. Yeah. But it's quite long, longish scars. About three, it was about three or four centimeters long scars. It's, it's 
it's not really nice scars, but I mean, um, I was lucky in that case. Yeah. Very lucky. Definitely very lucky. Yeah, I've seen some bad scars as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, some of those people just, it, you, it doesn't really heal. It looks mm. absolutely horrible. Again, I was just absolutely lucky. Yeah. And how quick my parents responded onto getting <laughs> It's actually quite funny. I grew up on a farm, so we were a bit far away from the hospital, the closest hospital. Yeah. So I think what happened, if I can recall, is that my grandparents possibly phoned the doctor ahead to tell them oh. we're on our way because we got to the doctor and they took me to one of the the um, examination rooms. Mm-hmm. And as my mom took the towel away from my face, the doctor looked and he said, no, we can't do anything. Fuck. And what he did was he took my nose and put a plaster around oh, it. To keep it together. <laughs> just to put my nose just like back. And then he said, go to the hospital. We'll phone ahead. And that's basically one of some of the things I can remember from that day. And obviously they had to wash me before I had to go into theatre because I was full of blood. Yeah. And I had to get one of those weird little frocks because mine was just completely covered in blood. But that was one of the funniest moments ever when the doctor just said, looked at it, looked at me and said, God, no. no, we can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shit. no, no, no. Then you know, okay, shit is real. I put a plaster. I just <laughs> put a plaster. <laughs> like, you know, you put duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Just. It's just, this is just a mere flesh wound. Oh, God. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, anyway. Damn. Well, so most of my fears uh, tend to be around being afraid of the dark. I'm guessing most of it is basically because of that. Um, but yeah, so I could never, to this day, I can never sleep with my cupboards open or my drawers or any door being open so even my bedroom door so even as a child I slept with my door closed because I couldn't sleep with it open same with my if my cupboard door is open I cannot sleep with my cupboard, cupboard door open it feels so weird same with anything a drawer being open mm. anything being slightly open because I used to fixate on that little spot I would wake up in the middle of night in the middle of the night and I would never know what woke me up but then my eye would be fixated on the open cupboard and I would be staring at it the whole time. I think to myself, did I close it? Did it open by itself? And I had one of those old school cupboards that was basically like the Narnia cupboard. with it, it, It's a, a wardrobe, mm. not a cupboard. It's a wardrobe. So and those doors were very crappy, the hinges. They, they open from itself. If you didn't a lot of, lock yeah, it, and they, most of the times the lock didn't even work, yes, or you lost the keys. Yes. So they would open by themselves. And that, mm-hmm. as a child, scared the hell out of me, because I would fixate on it, and I would stare at it the whole entire night. Because, and I again, be with the imaginative sleep. mind, yeah. it would be scary. And I would stare at that sliver of darkness mm-hmm. coming out of the cupboard, and I wouldn't be able to fall asleep for the rest of the night. Oh, but it's... Uh, sorry to interrupt mm. you, but this is me just thinking back about the house where we used to live together as well. Yes. Um, if the if we had certain um, windows open, then the, and you went in the bathroom, the bathroom door would open by itself. Yeah. So you would, sit on the, you would sit on the toilet, and then all of a sudden, the bathroom door would open. <laughs> you would think to yourself, okay, interesting. 
not scary at all. <laughs> that annoyed me, though. <laughs> yeah, but you're not paranoid. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. For a paranoid mind like mine, it just goes to the worst conclusion ever. I know. I, so any part of paranoid person listening, please, if you can relate, <laughs> hit me up. I want to know if you can relate because I don't want to feel like I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Uh, oh, good uh, no, uh, but yeah, I was really, really afraid of like sleeping with the door open, cupboard open. But to this day, I still can't. Mm. If it's slightly open and the opening isn't facing towards me, I'm fine. I can sort of get through it. But, but do you need to face the um, bedroom door every single time you go to bed? Or doesn't that bother I, you? That doesn't necessarily bother me. I do get a weird feeling if my back is towards the room. My my bed is always against one wall. I know, yeah. So it doesn't matter where my bed is in the room. It will always be against the wall. Uh, most of the time I would fall asleep with my body towards the room rather mm-hmm. than towards the wall. But I'll sometimes sleep towards the wall. But I wouldn't fall asleep that way. Oh, yeah, that's just you tossing and turning then. Yeah, I, I, I don't like facing the room but my room is so small that it doesn't really bother me that much. If the ro- if I would be sleeping in a bigger room, it would bother me. I would sleep facing towards the room. Mm. And usually me sleeping facing towards the room faces the door because my bed is usually opposite the door. Mm. Which I don't know if that's... I know some people, like my partner, he can't sleep not seeing the door. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what... <sighs> I have to make sure that he can face the door. Oh my goodness. Okay. Never mind. I, I'm just not bothered. <laughs> yeah, see, I... It's, it's, like not... with the, it's, it's like with toilet paper. I just don't fucking care. As long as there, there is toilet uh, paper. Do you know how many times I get pictures of you, how uh, how you put back the toilet paper from your partner? He's like, oh, Marne. And then just like a shaking head. I'm like, are you serious? What the fuck ever though? Do you know what I do now? You just put it on top. That's what he says. He sends me because <laughs> apparently there's a perfect way. I just don't care as long as there's fucking toilet paper. I don't care. When we lived together, him and I had that conversation of what side the toilet paper needs to be. Oh he was like underneath, and I was like, no, I don't care. On top, he's like, no, but it needs to be this way. And I'm like, I do not fucking care. I just want to use it. <laughs> exactly. But That's I like why I put it on top. But I like to put it in the roll though. I I can't put it on. T- I like to. I just I, I, I know you don't care. And he sends me the pictures every time you do it. <laughs> I don't know. Good to know, I guess. And then it literally just says Marne and then a shaking head. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, God. Anyway. No. So my reasoning to sleep towards a room isn't to face the door. It's to face the room. Face the room. Yeah. Interesting, though. Yeah. Because I know, like I said, a lot of people prefer... It's It's... It's actually a basic instinct to, to want to see the, the, yeah, to see the, see door. the door. But that's, that's purely because of fear and um, experience, I would say. Not experience, but instinct with... Because, especially in South Africa, where it's so common for bur- bur- burglar, bur- burglars. Burglars. And <laughs> in whatever, people breaking in, which is very common in South Africa. Mm. And um, so it's understandable. But yeah, in most countries, I think it is a thing for people to just want to sleep mm. towards the door. It's just instinct 
trying it's to a, it's yeah. a natural thing it's like when i'm alone i can't i put my headphones on but i can't i always leave my one ear open like i can't put both ears oh you want to listen if there's anything I've, yeah i've just it's been instinct always i don't do i do it without even realizing i'll take my one earbud out or i'll put if i have headphones on i'll put the one headphone off my ear so i can hear which i don't no that's just a cautious, it's just being a cautious, cautious thing person. but it's the thing is mm. i do it unconsciously like uh, mm. subconsciously like not unconsciously because no, no, <laughs> that's not the same thing i <laughs> understood what you meant <laughs> i'll do it subconsciously because i'll it's just the instinct now it's nothing really mm. i think it's also just being you know cautious but yeah i i like because i don't know if any noise triggers something in my brain so i'll mm. that's why i need to hear what's going on around me and if i don't do that when someone is, the, in, is in the house with me i usually don't do that but it makes me feel uncomfortable because i always feel like there's someone behind me like i'll if i'm busy maybe washing the dish uh, dishes i'll always feel like someone is behind me so I'll constantly throughout washing the dishes i'll look over my shoulder and then i'll see this nothing there and i'm like and I, I would just wait for that day where there's actually someone behind me and I will fucking piss the f- on the floor right there <laughs> and probably shit my pants. Like, I, 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 always, I always, like, look over my shoulder. Is there someone there? And I, I just get this weird feeling. But I also know when there's someone next behind me. So my brother used to do that where he would come up behind me and I'll know he's there. So I'll be like, can you not? And he's like, mm, you know. <laughs> That weird brother thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, that I'll, weird mumbling they do. Yeah. I'll know exactly when he's there because I just, I, I have that feeling. Not because I can see him in the corner of my eye. It's purely just, I know I have I a have feeling. to tell you this. I can't remember if I told you this. Yeah. There was this one time when my brother, when my brother lived next to us. Oh, when he was standing outside. He fucking did that to him. me too. And I didn't see him. I only saw him when I literally got to the, um sliding door sliding door so for the people listening so when we used to live together her brother and um her dad lived next to us mm-hmm. and they rather than actually going to the front door he'll just climb over the back wall which and then quite, which was quite short like i i struggled to get over it because i'm fucking short but it, he's tall so he could literally just put his leg over and he's over the wall <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah and then we had a sliding door at the back mm-hmm. and then he would cut because he we wouldn't hear him at all Mm-mm. he would he said he knocked but i never heard him so there's a window in front of the um there was a window in front of the sink and then oh but remember you need to say was we had a, a scullery it that was, was at, the back, at the back of the yeah of the kitchen so you could see throughout the window to to the, the sliding, sliding door. door but it was dark it was dark and he said he always knocked and we wouldn't hear him but he did that to me as well and i was busy washing the dishes and i just something just tells me look up and i see your brother and i was like you fucking asshole like what the hell is wrong with you and, then and he's, he's just standing there quietly yeah and then he's laughing he's like no i called you so many times and i was knocking and i was like no bullshit you did not i do not believe you uh that was scary though but did it happen to you while you were washing dishes or no, did no, no, you no, just no, 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 like no. walk no um he messaged me because uh, he wanted something yeah i can't remember what it was it was either my hard drive it was something and he said meet you at the back yeah 
So I was walking and obviously the light was off. Yeah. Like a normal person. Like a normal person, yeah. So the light from the kitchen was shining through, so it wasn't pitch dark. Yeah, it was, it was, there was, there was sli- some, light. some light. And we always kept the, the sliding door halfway open with the gate closed, yeah. locked. And in any case, I got the key from where we always put it. And as I was walking towards the door, my brother stood there. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it was, no. I think I peed it over my pants. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> because oh I did not hear the fucker, nor did he knock. Because oh he sent goodness. me a message, meet you at the back. Because I did not hear him. Climb over the wall. Oh my god. He, why? How did he do it so softly though? I don't know because when I climb over. <laughs> I groan and moan. No, not just that. The chair would groan as well. Yes. Because we would have two plastic chairs on each side <laughs> to of get the wall over. to get over the wall. Oh my god. No, I. Oh, he memories. scared me so many times uh-huh. doing that. And then every time we would laugh and he's like, I'm so sorry, Megan. I'm like, yeah, stop. <laughs> fucking doing he it, enjoys it he did I think, getting, I think he's getting me back for scaring him <laughs> all those years back oh my goodness <laughs> oh, the joys of years ago <laughs> so what's your next one so mine um something my dad also said was getting shot or going to the doctor not shots necessarily he said it was the implement you use to check your ears he said that freaked me out Oh, and but kids tend to overthink the visit to the doctor, and they worry that everything is going to be is going to hurt, or that they are very sick. And still today, I don't like going to the doctor. Yeah, but it's it, not like I had a bad experience. No, but it, I think it's because you were there so frequently because you were such a that. yeah, but you were such a sickly child. Like you were in the hospital almost weekly. And the thing is, that's a fear that you might not remember it. But your body remembers it. Probably psychologically. Yeah. At the back of the mind. Exactly. You might have forgotten about it, but it's still there. That fear of going, mm. having to go. and I know I've said sick. this before, but my irrational fear. Yeah. Of, of, I've told you this many, many, many times. But my <laughs> irrational fear of having to step into a glass, a piece of glass, and Mango would say, <laughs> Marna, you need to go get stitches. <laughs> That's generally an irrational fear of mine of me having to go get stitches. Oh my goodness. Uh, and I've had stitches before. It's just, okay, well, I was a child. I can't remember yeah, that, but still. I've only had stitches once and I don't really remember it. And the other time I had stitches doesn't count because it was in my mouth. I when I had my wisdom teeth removed. Oh, yeah. So that that's doesn't, actually quite okay. That doesn't I, got, I got I got my stitches while I was in the chair. Oh no. I was quite fine. It was just weird when the when they were doing the stitches so the thread is like you're oh. coming past your mouth and they're just moving oh, you no. around. I was I was dead asleep. I was on I I had to do it um mm, mm. Um, the only gross thing, is, gross thing is they put the stitches in that dissolves. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I, I still get so disgusted remembering that how it how starts to break off. off. And oh, then you just, well, you you just feel, feel a little hard thing while you're eating uh-huh. and then it's a part of a stitches. Uh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to gag. No, disgusting. Disgusting. But. <laughs> 10, 10 out of 10 would recommend. 
was really disgusting. Anyway, um, so part of so, sort of, I think we t- we spoke about the irrational fear of me being scared of seeing someone in the window. So part of that comes with I can't sleep with my curtains open. So, <laughs> and again, I wrote here window <laughs> equals head. <laughs> <laughs> anyway put that on a t-shirt yes window, window equals head, head. and um i i couldn't as to this day i still i still don't like open curtains and um, blinds but if i'm on the second floor of a house or something or in an apartment building it doesn't really bother me that mm-hmm. much the way ground floor gr- no, ground floor is when i freak out so same with in most houses we've lived my parents for some fucking odd reason always have a part of the house that doesn't have blinds or curtains which i just now that you mention it yes do you do you see it now yeah so most now that you mention so in our house we have uh the back door is completely as window and door completely like window and while I'm walking around in the house and the back door, the back light is off, you just see your reflection. Mm. And I give myself such a big scare seeing my reflection every time. But I know it's me. I can see in the corner of it in my eye. It's me. It still freaks the fuck out of me. So I cannot make myself coffee late at night if I don't put the back light on so I can see what's going on outside. If I don't do that, I'll be so paranoid and I'll keep on looking outside. So I'll rather go put the light on because I know it will annoy me. And then I see a little dark corner. I'm like, oh, it's fucking something in the dark corner. <laughs> something is in the dark corner. <laughs> yeah, so no, I just, I can't. With my paranoid mind, I can't. Mm. And for some reason, even if we have blinds or curtains... For some fucking odd reason, it, when it becomes nighttime, do they close those blinds or curtains? No, they do not. It's just, I, I just, it just breaks my mind. I don't know why. Anyway, but yeah, so that's a, something that's been from my childhood. Like I could never sleep with my curtains open. Uh, I would close it because I don't like the light shining through, but it doesn't yeah. bother. Yeah, I don't give a shit about the light. <laughs> it's about the people staring at me. <laughs> oh, shame, Megan. Yeah, so uh, when I sleep on the second floor, because my bedroom is on a second floor, I don't, I don't mind. Like mm. it can be open. It makes sense. It doesn't really mind. I don't. It doesn't bother me. You realize the irrationality behind it. Yeah, I would close it halfway though. Mm. I would. I'll leave it open slightly, but it doesn't bother me throughout the night. I wouldn't sleep with it completely open. Mm. That is also scary to me. But uh, the you say the rational and yep, that's that's the, uh, that's rationality. The word. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> rationality about uh, behind it um, is because I'm on the ground floor. Mm. Someone can be there. Yeah, so it's purely out of someone can be near not something sometimes it's something depending on how paranoid i am at that point but yeah (laughs) but that's uh definitely one of them yeah see most most of our things are about dark and seeing people but anyway again if you can't see it it's not there that's not how it works that's not how it works (laughs) but again if i have to look at my fear of water which is absolutely 
severe. Yeah. Not severe to the point where I can't bath. I can bath. Yeah. I'm fine with baths. Um, again, my dad said this is something I had since childhood. Yeah. And um, whenever they had to wash my hair, they had to put a little cloth over my forehead so the water wouldn't run down my pretty little face. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Because I would scream. Yeah. And till this day, I can't stand in the shower. I can stand with my head bent down and the water running over. from my crown oh. over. I can't stand up and with then... the water with my face. If I feel brave, I can do it, but only a few seconds. Yeah. And then I can't do it anymore. Damn. But even with people spraying water in my face, you I don't, don't like, like it. it. I just don't like water in my face at all. But I have I to say... just a cat. I think you're just a cat. Doesn't explain the fear of heights. Because they don't have a fear of heights. I think you're just a cat. <laughs> with a, with a, height, with com- a, with with a height, height complex. Yes. <laughs> Makes absolute sense now. Yeah. Makes sense. It, it just clicked in my mind. Because it takes two days for my hair to dry. So. <laughs> it, it literally clicked in my mind. I was like, yeah. You also have that, like, you have that, you're lactose intolerant, <laughs> yes. And you have always have that sarcastic stare on your face where you don't know if someone, if you like someone or not. <laughs> you always look like if you're trying to plot someone's murder. <laughs> really? No, I'm joking, you don't. And I, have a rest, I know I have a resting bitch face, but. Yeah, which uh, all cats do. They do, ex- especially Charlie. Especially Charlie. You are mm. like Charlie in the human form. Mm. I'm a cat. Yeah, okay. you're a no, cat. No, 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 we've gotten past that. But it's the same with me when it comes to any body of water that's dark and I can't see the bottom. Yeah. I struggle to be close to it or uh, when I say on top of it, I mean in a boat. Yeah, on a surface on top of the water. Mm, or on a... Um, deck or... A, yes. Yeah. A deck. A deck. It's a, it's certain... It depends on how far away, how far I am away from the edge as well and how close I am. It depends on how I feel that day as well. I mean, you do yeah. get your times where you feel you're brave. Like, yes. You feel like, oh, I can do, do anything. Uh, yes. So I'm fine with certain stages, but I can't, like, you know, I can't walk past a swimming pool. Yeah. Um, I can't swim where I can't see my feet mm. or feel the bottom. Yeah. And it's not in the case of something's going to grab my feet or some people that, shame, I'm, I'm, I'm being very rude now, but, but people that have seen Jaws and are afraid of, you know, water, it's nothing like that. I just yeah. can't. I just physically can't. Yeah. Like, I can't go deeper in the ocean than my knees. That's yeah. like, that's the, that's the end. Knees, that's the end. Nothing past the knees. And I've once swam in a pool. Our pool had a chlorine problem. So it was very milky mm. and I couldn't swim in it because I couldn't see the my bo- feet yeah. or the bottom of the, the, the swimming pool. See, our fears are so completely different. I know. And it's, it's an irrational yeah. fear. It's an absolute irrational fear. And, I, and the thing is, it's, it's, it's so sad because I would have loved to learn how to snorkel, but yeah, I can't. you can't. I remember you or said... Or scuba diving or surfing. You, yeah. It's, it's such an odd, fear is such an odd thing, so mm-hmm. unexplainable. Like, like you explaining about your fear of the dark for me, that doesn't bother me, because yeah. again, if it's not there, if I can't see it, it's not there. Yeah, so see, where mine was so bad, where I couldn't sleep on the edge of the bed, I had to sleep in the middle of the bed, mm-hmm. and I couldn't, 
everything needed to be tucked in nothing mm. no, nothing none of my no limbs, limbs can... could be out of the blankets mm-hmm. and a lot of times or hang I, off the or hang off the bed. bed oh fuck no and a lot of times I could only sleep with the blanket over my head and that's how bad it was which is really fucking odd considering that even underneath the blanket it's dark but it's just that extra covering it's 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 like a cocoon it makes you it makes you feel safe definitely so again you know if you have to look at my field of water it's irrational it's absolutely irrational i mean i can swim i'm not a good swimmer but i can swim just Uh, to survive it's purely (laughs) to survive purely yes purely just to survive and to make matters worse, I only started learning to swim when I was about seven, which is very late. I think yeah. my brother started swimming when he was about four. Yeah, I think even younger. We were probably that around that age as well. And I literally started swimming when I was, or learned how to swim when I was seven. And it was purely because that it was a need to know. I realized how that to... I need to learn how to swim. Yeah. Damn. And the funny thing is, whenever whenever I have a dream about water, it's always me swimming. Not drowning, nothing of the sort. Just, just swimming. Swimming or a tsunami hit, like the aftermath of yeah. a tsunami that hit and there's just water everywhere. But like knee deep for some reason or thigh, like thigh depth. Maybe it's... I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Maybe it's, and that it's always even, even Maybe in your mind, even you can't imagine being in water really deep because you're such so afraid of it yeah but it's also something that i read where you know some people fear of even you know getting the water up to their nose which i can get up to my nose but that's that i can't go any deeper i can't put my head underneath the water i just can't can't Hmm. i've tried many times i died (laughs) (laughs) just died just died i'm speaking to a ghost currently (laughs) From the other realm where there's no water. Sorry, if the podcast, uh, the listeners don't know, I am, my podcast partner is a ghost. Um, <laughs> I am a ghost whisperer, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, one of my next ones, I, I, I know I have a lot more childhood fears than you do, because I think my childhood fears are more... I think I have more childhood fears than you do. I have a lot more irrational fears than you do. True. I feel my... But a lot of my fears as a child did progress to adulthood. Mm. Especially like the the curtain thing and the window thing and those Mm. things. Those are also experiences. And experiences, especially at a very certain age, they tend to leave, you know, very deep marks. Yeah. And when when you're an anxious child... That just slowly progresses as well. Yeah, and it actually just leaves more of an imprint on you. And... No, exactly. Um, but yeah, one of my other ones was very big, which I actually recently asked my mother about it, um, is germs. But not specifically germs itself. Germs from spit. <laughs> <laughs> Any saliva-based thing was freaked the fuck out of me. To this day, I still get really disgusted. But... Um, when I was a child, I was a lot worse. So I would never drink from the same bottle as anyone. Even if it's my family or friends, I would never drink from the same bottle. If they took a sip from my glass, I would turn till I can't see the lips anymore and I would take a drink from that. Or sometimes I wouldn't even finish finish it, depending on how bad I'm feeling at that point. Mm. I would never finish a bottle of drink. So if someone took a sip from a bottle of Coke or something, I would never finish that drink. I would be like... 
no, it's okay, you can have it. Mm. I would never finish it. Even if they took a sip from a straw, I still feel uncomfortable taking the drink and drinking from the bottle without the straw. Weirdly enough, I know, I just... But that was the thing. And I asked my mom the other day, actually yesterday when I asked my mom, I was like, why do can you remember it? And like, it, do you know the reason why? Mm-hmm. And she's like, she doesn't really know. And she just finds it really fucking weird that I did have it because there was no... She's like, our house was never dirty. I was like, it had fucking... It absolutely not... She always thinks everything is her fault. And I was like, it had absolutely nothing to do with you. It had nothing to do with our dirty house. Our house wasn't dirty. It had nothing... Besides, we grew up on farms. Exactly. We were always dirty. Exactly. And it also had nothing to do with dirt. Mm. It had to do with, uh, like... Saliva. saliva. Sharing something. Sharing something. And it had absolutely nothing to do with anything else. But anyway. Fun fact. I shared a lollipop when I was about five or six. And I got mumps. Yeah, see. That just... That just shows my point. That proves my point. And that's when I got the last of all the childhood diseases. So I'm immune to all of the childhood diseases. I I only had one childhood disease and I... Don't tell me it was chicken pops. Chicken pox. Yeah. Fuck. I had... You know how scary mumps is for an adult? I only had that. And German measles. And then I had... No, did I have... I had it when I was a bit older. I had my... I think I did have mom's, but older. I think I was 13, mm. around about there, 13, 14. Yeah, I think I was I was a bit older. That's very scary. It's very, very, very terribly awful for adults to get any yeah. of the childhood so, but I d- diseases. I don't think I had any of the rest. Oh, I had all of them. I remember when I was at university, there, there was a severe outbreak of German measles. Mm. And they sent out flyers. Saying that, you know, please be careful of the German measles outbreak, blah, blah, blah. And everyone asked me, you know, are you okay? Are you okay? And I said, yes, why? No, but, you know, what about this German measles thing? I said, no, I had it as a child. <laughs> it's very rare for a person to get it again. Yeah. But I already had it. Yeah. But it was this massive outbreak. I think three or four of my class got it. Damn. And we were already in our 20s. Damn. Me in my 20s, but they, they had hmm. it as well. No, but yeah, so that just proves my point. Fucking saliva. But anyway, and my mom said she thinks, she thinks, which I also think, is because my brother used to bite me. Can be that. And then with that, the smell of the spit would linger and Mm. I would be so disgusted that I couldn't go on. I would, firstly, I would start throwing up. I would literally start throwing up. And he would find it so hilarious. And then he started obviously doing it more. Because I would start gagging and he'll laugh his ass off. Uh, but I would go and scrub my arm till my arm is red and I couldn't smell the spit anymore. I, it was bad. Really, really bad. Shame. But yeah, so that is one thing. I, so I don't know how that was a fear, but it was a fear. And I was just disgusted. I'm still slightly disgusted by spit. Um, so if you want to, what do you call it? Um incapacitate me um just spit on me and i'll probably just jesus no that's bad <laughs> yeah i'll probably just <laughs> fall into a ball and like start throwing up and like be disgusted i oh i'll be there or... taking 
taking uh, you know a piece of my my shirt and just wiping it off. It's okay, Megan. I wouldn't. I no. I just. I I I wouldn't be able to function without going for a shower. Like I wouldn't be able to function. Try to see if I have some <laughs> wet wipes. Yes. No, clean it, Megan. Clean it. Let's clean it all. Yeah. Fuck no. So that's definitely one way you can um, incapacitate me, is um, just spitting on me. But anyway, so that's one kink I would never have. Mm-mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, do you have another one? Mm-mm. But yeah, I I also have. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the only things that's still. Re- See, that's the weird thing. So I still a lot of my childhood fears I still deal with today. But then I would consider it irrational. But it's not a fear. It's just, it still lingers. It's sort of on the bridge between paranoia and irrational. Yeah, definitely. Okay, the germ thing, the spit thing is definitely just... It's not that I fear it. I'm just super disgusted by it. I don't, I don't it. think, me personally, I don't really think it's that irrational. Yeah. It's it's. I find it as something that's, someone that's being precautious. Maybe, yeah. Of not trying to get sick. But it's not about being sick. I know, I know, I know. But Which, in my in my uh, mind, it's it's more on the lines of okay, cool. Yeah. Um, that's probably you know it's a good way so you you can't you get can't sick. Get, mm, definitely, I was I was still um, I don't know. I, it's just it's always grossed me out so much, and same with um like sticky hands and dirty hands that's why i hate eating like food. stuff underneath your nails no don't don't do that like you're gonna make me gag it's so disgusting i can't so i always like i'm always cleaning underneath my nails i'm always picking at my nails but same with like um i hate my hands feeling sticky or dirty mm. or like especially if you eat something and you know you use a cloth but it doesn't really clean it, between no, the fingers i have to wash so my it hands feels yeah sticky. no i have to wash it but uh, yeah, so things like that. Just it's still it's it's not a fear as it was a child when I was a child. Um, it's just now I still get disgusted about mm. certain like things. But yeah, the the darkness is very still a bit of a fear because like I'm I'm still a bit of a pussy. I never go into a room if that it's still dark. I would put the light on first. See, in my case, I think it's more it's more of a safety thing as well. Yeah, definitely. It's it is purely. I've always said I used to say that a lot. It's it's not. I don't have a fear of the dark. I have a fear of the things in the dark. Mm-hmm. I've always and that said correlates, that. And that correlates with paranoia. Fuck yeah, hundred percent. And it's not always meant to be. It's not always paranormal. Not mm. paranormal. What do you, what do you ever call it? It's not. It's not always supernatural. When I think about oh, what I'm gonna see, it's a lot of times purely I'm gonna see an actual person there. Mm waiting to stand and kill me i don't fucking know mm. it's it's which nev- is someone there which is someone there it's, you it's, didn't expect it's, yeah it's not necessarily supposed to be something supernatural mm. it is a lot of times um oh it might be an actual person mm. but a lot of times it is supernatural where i'm like who what if there's something creepy standing there and it might not be human you know <laughs> luckily for me i don't believe yeah, in i know the, the, you, the supernatural. you don't i it's not that i believe in the supernatural i know i know what you mean it's just it's so just, it's the the, the fear it's ir- it it's can irrational. be there it can be there it's mm, irrational but yeah it's purely irrational but it's still out of instinct but like you always say a lot of my things stem from my paranoia mm-hmm. which is just we can definitely do a series on my paranoia with how bad it is. Mm-hmm. 
differently. <laughs> and me just saying, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay, Megan, it's okay. It's, it's just all in your mind, don't Just worry. walk in the room. <laughs> yeah, walk no, in the dark. I, any room that's so big, I cannot walk into the room without the light being on. Mm. Like, I physically feel so uncomfortable. I'll mm. get, like, goosebumps. I hate it. And I'll do it if I have to and I don't have any option, other option. Mm. But luckily, we live in a world where our cell phones are almost always on you. Yes, and so, you have a flashlight. And I have a flashlight. But mm. I still feel way too uncomfortable to go into a room. And, and especially if the light isn't working, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I won't. Skip that room. I, I'll skip that room. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good where I am. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, shame. <laughs> and um, for us South Africans that um, live with fucking load cheating. That's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking the worst. I think we should really make a series about surviving Cape Town. <laughs> surviving South Africa. No, Cape, Cape Town. Town. Fuck. Forget South know. Africa. <laughs> Cape Town. Because the shit that hits Cape Town is just... Yeah, just different. Just can't believe it. But yeah, so definitely um, those are my childhood fears, uh, which generally it's still fears, not really. Yeah, but I still have some of mine as well. Yeah. I outgrew the dark, but I still have my fear of dogs. I still have my fear of water, which I think got progressively probably worse than what it was when I was younger. Now I don't swim at all. Yeah, I, I... We've known each other for 11 years. Mm. I've never seen you swimming. Exactly, because I don't swim. I've only seen you once, once in 11 years with your feet in water. I've never seen you swimming. Because mm. I don't like to swim. I know, swim. you don't like to swim. But I mean, is that's how like progressively worse it got throughout the years. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> My but, yeah, but tell us about your fears. Maybe we, we have something in common. Yeah, please. Please let me know that I am not the only one that is so fucking paranoid that you create fears in your own mind. Like, please, let me feel like I'm not a weirdo. You're not a weirdo. Well, I am weird, but (laughs) in other aspects of my life. (laughs) Oh, God, yes. (laughs) See, even you can't can't disagree. So I know I'm weird, but I, I want to know in this aspect if I'm actually so weird and if people can relate to my fears, which, yeah... Please let us know mm. and let us know your stories that co- that goes along with your fears and your mm. childhood fears. Um, we have an email address that you can send it to. Yeah, so send it to zombiechickenspodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and then we can read your stories and see that I'm not the only one. <laughs> Such a crippling paranoia. Yeah, same with my fear of water. Yeah, and uh, just... Let us know we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, with the next uh, the next episode, we will discuss you know therapy and whether it's whether it works. Yes. And don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias, which will be at Zombie Chickens Podcast on any social medias or Zombie Chickens. And um, please support us on Patreon. Mm at zombie chickens podcast we are working very hard on more content so keep an eye out for that if you want to become a patreon and receive more shit about our annoying voices and our lives yes and let us know about your lives Mm. through the email 
and also social media like dm us message us on the social media mm. and you know we'll we'll read all your messages and for the five people that listen to us for the five people that <laughs> listen to us <laughs> but yeah that's that so cheers for years cheers for years